0: Welcome to Swimming Upstream, the 10-minute podcast about Catholicism, technology, culture, baseball, whatever else might come up. I'm your host, Eric Sammons. This is episode number 40. On today's show, I'm going to be discussing an article I just recently wrote for Catholic Answers called How to Offend Like Jesus. You can find the uh, show notes for this episode where I'll link to the article at ericsammonscom slash podcast slash 40. Okay, so I wrote this article for... Catholic Answers called How to Offend Like Jesus. It's kind of a takeoff of my book, uh, The Old Evangelization, How to Spread the Faith Like Jesus Did, and specifically the point that much of what Jesus said is offensive. Now, Unfortunately, we live in a culture today where probably the worst thing you can do, the worst sin you can have, is to offend somebody. It doesn't matter if what you say is true or not. All that matters is is the person, do they feel like a victim? Do they feel like they're offended by what you said? If so, you shouldn't have said it. And, of course, that conflicts directly with the preaching of the gospel because if you look at the um, the Jesus himself, and the great evangelists, over t- uh, Catholic evangelists over time, will see they often said things that are at least today offensive and often were offensive in their own time. I mean, obviously, remember, our Lord was crucified. He was delivered up to the Romans by the Jewish authorities because he offended them, basically. Now, today, of course, there's different things that offend people. And a few of the things I can think of that offend people is... Uh, When you talk about the uniqueness of Jesus Christ, uh, the uniqueness of Christianity, of Catholicism, the idea that Jesus is necessary for salvation for everybody. And Catholicism teaches Jesus is necessary for salvation for literally everybody. And so that means including Muslims, including Jews, including atheists, it doesn't matter who you are, we should preach the gospel to them because they need Jesus to be saved. And... A uh, corollary to the fact that Christianity is the revelation of God, it is, it is unique, is that other religions do not have the truth. And of course, there's different degrees here. So for example, orthodoxy is, has most of the truth. It has the sacraments and has, you know, the teachings of the church, the traditional teachings of the church. Protestantism has a lot of the truth. It has the belief in uh, the Trinity, that Jesus Christ is, is Lord, um, things of that nature. Ju- Judaism has some of the truth as well. It was found It's obviously a divine revelation, the original divine revelation. It believes in one God. But then you have other religions that do not have the truth. So, for example, the idea that Islam um, Islam is a false religion. But if you say something like that today, that is going to be considered not politically correct, politically incorrect, I guess you would say. It's going to be considered offensive to many people to say that. But it's true. And if we cannot say that, then we are in danger of not being able to evangelize those who are Muslim. I think this is a big one is this idea of How we talk about Islam. I've had some experience with this myself. Um, When I wrote a uh, high school textbook that had to be approved by the USCCB, they had a lot of problems with my section on Islam, even though there was nothing in there that wasn't true. I did not write as a flamethrower, I didn't write even the more controversial things, like, for example, that Muhammad uh, married a how old was she, like six or eight or something like that, a girl. I didn't even mention that. I just mentioned the idea that um, the fact, historical fact, that Muhammad was a warlord and that uh, his religion spread through violence. Unlike the, the religion of Jesus, Christianity, when he came, he was not a warlord, and his, for the first 300 years, Christianity spread not through violence but through evangelization, through charity and things of that nature. But you can't say that anymore that, that Islam was founded in violence and spread through violence and it embraces violence. You can't talk about Muhammad being a false prophet because that's politically incorrect. The problem is you can't even say that in Catholic circles now. Yet, with the advance of Islam in the world today, how are we ever going to be able to proclaim the faith to Muslims if we're not even allowed to say anything against Islam? Why would they bother converting if we never tell them anything is wrong with their religion? Another big area where uh, political correctness really comes in is the whole area of human sexuality. So for example, um, the sinfulness of homosexual acts, the, the fact that transgenderism is a mental illness, that if somebody thinks, is, is born a man, thinks they're a woman, something is mentally wrong with them we should treat them with compassion and we should treat them in charity but we should not go along with them in in their fantasy in their insanity and, and think that yeah okay yeah you say you're a girl you must be a girl or you say you're a boy you must be a boy or you say you're black even though you're not or you say you're I just saw some white guy in I think it was Maryland thinks he's filipino or something like that I mean that's insane and we 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 cannot as catholics we follow the way, the truth, and the life. We follow the truth. So we can't publicly or privately even embrace falsehood, and that would be falsehood. Likewise, the idea of homosexual marriage, the idea that marriage is anything other than a monogamous, lifelong relationship between a man and a woman. Yet, there's so much political correctness. The real issue here is that we're being silenced, not in some... Uh, top-down way like um, you have with maybe a government taking over and censoring things like maybe you would see in 1984 or something like that we're choosing this we're doing this more by social uh, social pressures that you're not allowed to say things because you might get fired from your job you'll be ridiculed you'll lose friends Yet we have to say these things, not because we're trying to be – it's not – the purpose isn't to be politically incorrect, to just say these things just to be uh, shocking or anything of that nature. It's because we want to lead people to the truth. And so the first step often to leading somebody to truth is for them to recognize – the lies in their own life. And we do this in our own, we should do this for ourselves as well, but you recognize the lies in your own life. So if you have a friend who's living the homosexual lifestyle and you want them to come to the gospel, you have to be able to proclaim that what they're doing is sinful and destructive to them. If you have a friend who is Muslim, you have to be able to proclaim to them that they're following a false religion, That all the issues with Islam and with Muhammad. If you can't do that because you feel like you'll be ostracized, well, you're not going to bring about converts. And so we really have to struggle against this idea of self-censorship. And one of the biggest issues I see is, There's a lot of censorship inside the Catholic Church. A number of months ago, I think I had a podcast about this. I wrote an article for Crisis Magazine about how we're not allowed to talk about Vatican II in any way other than just saying how great it is. We're never allowed to even think about criticizing Vatican II itself. And that's just another case of censorship. Not... Not that we're trying to just find anything wrong with everything, but we we should be able to freely speak. Yet, it's within the church we often aren't able to. I mean, for example, Father James Martin, the, probably the most famous Catholic priest today, at least in America, he's made an entire living off of one passage in the Catechism, which is where... Uh, The the catechism states that those with um, homosexual tendencies, they must be accepted with respect, compassion, and sensitivity. Every sign of unjust discrimination in their regard should be avoided, which is a true statement. and Nothing wrong with that statement. But it has to be taken in context because the passage right before it basically says homosexual acts are acts of grave depravity. They're intrinsically disordered. They're contrary to the natural law. Um, under no circumstances can they be approved. But what happens is, if we're if we're never going to say those that part I just said that they're uh, depraved, the acts are depraved, and they are sinful and destructive to the human person and even to the human body. If we're not allowed to say that, then we're not really treating them with with the charity. That they need to have. So they recognize the the sin in their own life. Yet Father Martin and people like him would say, we're never allowed to say those things. Well, by not saying them, we're basically accepting a lie as truth. And so what I would say is, and I say this in the article, when we're evangelizing, we need to be focused on the other, like in like we do, like with any charity in that we don't care about what people think of us. We don't care about, okay, this might make me make people think I am a bad person and like that. We care about the other person. Is what we're going to say going to help them? And so we ask ourselves three questions when we're evangelizing. Did I accurately represent the teachings of Christ in his church? And saying only part of the truth is not accurately representing it. So if you say homosexuals should be treated with respect, but you don't mention that homosexual acts are wrong, then you're not accurately representing the teachings of Christ and his church. Number two, was I charitable in all I said and did? We always have to have charity. Being politically incorrect does not mean being a jerk. And then three, did I invite the person to draw closer to Christ? And of course, that's always the case with evangelization. We're trying to invite people closer to Christ. If all three of those things are true, then we've done a good job. We don't ask ourselves, did what I say, was it offensive? Did I, did the person accept what I said? Those things we can't control. All we can control is the proclamation of the gospel. And so if we want to offend like Jesus did, we're going to be successful in bringing people to him just like he was. And so we shouldn't be afraid to say the things that need to be said, even if the culture tells us we're not allowed to say them anymore okay well that's it for today's episode uh if you enjoy listening to this podcast please rate and review on itunes and i would appreciate it but until next time keep swimming against the stream